it's a lot of competition there. And uh, Yanni Diakamahal is ranked number one right now, and I might get to wrestle him soon, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I feel like he's really, really good. So whoever wins his weight class, if it's him, he'll be a four-timer. And if it's me or anybody else, they'll be the person that stopped the four-timer. So any, any, however you look at it, whoever wins his weight is going to be looked at 10 years from now like, that guy did that, and I'm planning on it being me. And uh, even after that, like, Austin Gomez is full of action. Like, you can be up six points, and he is going to keep coming at you. Sam Sasso is super hard to score on the whole time, and everybody at the weight just is so different, so many different styles, so many different matchups. And uh, I feel like this is just one of the most dynamic and toughest weight classes, and I feel like – I would feel like I was the best at the weight class at any weight class, but like I feel like I'm trying to prove that to everybody that I am the best one. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a CAM bus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Panero Johnson, the ever-confident 149-pounder for the Iowa State wrestling team. This is In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Cody Goodwin here, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're tuning in today. Happy Friday, December 16th. Only one show this week because of ongoing unpaid furlough days that are being instituted by our parent company, Gannett. Kind of sucks. I was out of commission all day Thursday when a lot of wrestling news went down, but back in full swing today and through the rest of the weekend. Got a full show today discussing primarily Iowa State and you and I wrestling. Um, got some audio from both squads for today's show. Going to hear from Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser, as well as Cyclone wrestlers Ramazan Adesayev, as well as Panero Johnson, um, who's got a pretty big weekend ahead of him. At least one big matchup, potentially more. Northern Iowa head coach Doug Schwab also had his usual meeting with the media this week, and we've turned that into some podcast audio for you guys today. Focus primarily on the Cyclones and Panthers because they've got a big couple of days coming up in the Big Easy. Collegiate Wrestling Duels 2.0, presented by Journeyman Wrestling, are headed to New Orleans Monday and Tuesday of next week. That's December 19th and 20th. Um, Going to feature some of the finest college wrestling teams in the country, guys. Both Iowa State and Northern Iowa are involved. Excellent two-day events going to be streamed exclusively on Rockfin. You need an account and then a one-time uh, payment fee. So I think if you're trying to penny pinch 25 total dollars um, for the two-day event, similar to last year's event in Florida where both Iowa and Northern Iowa were involved. Um, Hawks are not in the mix this year, but both the fifth-ranked Cyclones and the 16th-ranked Panthers will be in attendance. Shout out to Intermat for the new rankings this week. They are in separate pools, so they're not going to wrestle each other on Monday or Tuesday because they're going to see each other in February as part of the Big 12 schedule. Um, but the competition's going to be pretty stiff this weekend. Um, they're going to wrestle twice on Monday. Northern Iowa gets Lock Haven and Ohio State. Iowa State's going to wrestle Oregon State and Cornell. A um, handful of other teams that are involved. Number one, Penn State. 18th ranked Lehigh. Number 19, NC State. 24th ranked North Carolina, as well as Cal Poly in Central Michigan. So 12 total teams. Everybody wrestles twice on Monday, and then that'll dictate who they wrestle in one more duel on Tuesday. So there's a handful of different pools. Um, you know, Iowa State is in the red pool. Northern Iowa is in the blue pool. I might get that mixed up, but I know they're in opposite pools. And so then there's two different groups 
in each of the pools. That sounds really confusing. Let's make this really simple. Northern Iowa, um, again, Lock Haven and um, Ohio State. They could see either Cal Poly, Lehigh, or NC State on Tuesday. Iowa State, again, has Oregon State and Cornell. They could see um, Central Michigan, North Carolina, or even mighty Penn State. How much fun would that be, right? See Cale Sanderson coach against his alma mater. Merry Christmas to all of us. Again, exclusively on Rockfin on Monday and Tuesday. I've dropped a link in the show notes for those of you looking for where to go to watch it. Um, Again, you need a Rockfin account, which is $10 a month, plus a one-time $15 payment for the entire two-day event pay-per-view. They're both going to rustle Northern Iowa and Iowa State at 10 a.m. on Monday and then 2 p.m. on Monday. Those times are set in stone. How they do in that initial group stage will determine when they wrestle, when and who they wrestle on Tuesday. Um, But 10 a.m., first duel, that's locked in. Northern Iowa's going to open up against Lockhaven. Iowa State's going to get Oregon State. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to the interviews, wanted to briefly dive into the Cyclones and Panthers. Just kind of a quick midseason check-in, um, what they've done so far, and then really dive into the matchups that we might see on Monday, um, like the big, big matchups that you guys should absolutely tune in for. So let's check in with Iowa State first. Now the fifth-ranked Iowa State Cyclones in Intermat's latest tournament rankings. I know this is a dual-meet competition, but I do feel that the tournament rankings offer the best lens through which to cover these teams because it provides the most honest assessment of these teams. So Iowa State, number five in the country now, has nine ranked wrestlers at their respective weights, including five of them that are ranked in the top ten. How about those Cyclones? Um, This will be the second dual-meet tournament for Iowa State this season. They began the year, as you guys remember, on a very high note. They thumped Campbell, Little Rock, and Wisconsin at the battle in the River City in early November. Um, Then they beat up on California Baptist in Grandview before losing a thrilling Cyhawk duel to Iowa at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Cyclones have also sent wrestlers to the Grandview Open, Dactronics Open, their own Cyclone Open, and the UNI Open. We've seen a lot of Iowa State already this season. On Monday, they're going to get their hands on a tough up-and-coming Oregon State squad as well as Cornell, who is ranked number four in the country. So a 4-5 matchup to kick off um, you know, the week of Christmas, I suppose, um, between the Cyclones and Big Red. Beavers are not ranked in Intermat's tournament pool, but they do have seven individual wrestlers ranked, including six of them who are in the top 25 and three who are in the top 15 at their respective weights. Cornell, of course, at number four, they got nine ranked individuals, including five in the top 10 at their respective weights. That is kind of the big circle highlight red marker, that duel. Um, Although this Oregon State duel is going to be pretty tough as well. Um, Tuesday, again, Iowa State could see Central Michigan, North Carolina, or Penn State, but uh, not going to speculate on those matches just yet. I'm going to focus primarily on the fun matches that will happen. Figured we could go weight by weight here. Uh, 125, it's going to be for Iowa State, Corey Cabanban and Ethan Perryman. Um, Perryman's a freshman from California, same California school, Temecula Valley, that MJ Gaetan came from. Um, both are going to go while Kyson Tarakina continues to get healthy after an injury he suffered at the All-Star Classic. So Kevin Dresser said he'll be good to go by January. Um, but that gives Cabanban and Perryman an opportunity here, right? Um, whoever goes, they could see two ranked guys, Oregon State's 10th ranked Brandon Kaler and then Cornell's 21st ranked Brett Unger. 133, same thing, Ramazan Adesayev. Ranked 21st himself, uh, likely get two highly ranked opponents, right? 16th ranked Jason Shaner from Oregon State, and then third ranked Vito Arugia, returning All-American and a junior world silver medalist. So could be a pretty big weekend there for Ramazan. 141, not sure that we're going to see Casey Swiderski this weekend. Heard he's dealing with a small, small injury. Um, Should be good to go by January, but Dresser playing it safe right now. 
believe Zach Redding in both Jacob and Evan Frost, true freshmen from Dowling, and before they moved to Dowling, they actually wrestled in the New Orleans area, will be making the trip. Um, I think Redding probably going to be the guy that gets the nod for um, at least two, if not all three of the matches. Um, I know Jacob Frost, who normally wrestles at 41, has already used all five of his dates, um, you know, because first semester freshmen have to wrestle attached. I believe this event still counts as a first semester event. Um, So he's burned all his bullets. Um, so if he does go, that would burn his red shirt officially. Um, Evan Frost, who normally wrestles at 33, has only wrestled in four dates. Um, so he's got one tournament left in order to maintain his eligibility. Also, side note, I think once the second semester starts, which is, I don't know if that's the new year or if that's after Christmas, um, but these guys can start competing unattached again. So hopefully, you know, in the in a case like Jacob Frost, we could see him continue to compete at open tournaments throughout January and February, right? Um, in any case, whoever goes at 141 for Iowa State, again, I think Redding, but we'll see what happens. Uh, probably going to see Cleveland Boston, uh, ranked 23rd from Oregon State, or Cornell's Vince Cornella, um, fifth place finisher at the Junior World Championships, and he's also ranked 21st by Intermat. 149, this is the big one. Pinero Johnson, fifth ranked nationally. Likely see Yanni Diakamahalas, three time NCAA champion, senior level world silver medalist. Pinero beat Austin Gomez, you'll remember, in Jacksonville to start the season. Then Gomez turned around and beat Yanni, just his second career collegiate loss, um, which makes this one a must watch matchup come Monday. Uh, not a ton going on at 157. Um, actually, there is a lot going on at 157. I, we'll get to that at the at the at the end. I think this could be a pretty crucial weight for Iowa State in both matchups. Um, but in terms of ranked matchups, not a lot going on. But we'll talk about Jason Kreiser here in a little bit. 165, third ranked David Carr um, could see seventh ranked Julian Ramirez from Cornell or 23rd ranked um, Matthew Olgeen. Uh, believe from Oregon State. He should see both of those, but obviously that uh, matchup with Ramirez um, going to be a pretty big one, right? But top 10 matchup there. 174, Julian Broderson um, could see Cornell's Chris Foca, who's ranked sixth, 184. Um, fun little weekend coming up, or fun little Monday, I guess, coming up for Marcus Coleman. He could get Oregon State's Trey Munoz, who's ranked 13th, and then uh, Cornell's Jonathan Lowe, who's ranked sixth. Marcus is ranked uh, fourth. Um, and here's a fun little side note. He actually beat both of those guys at the NCAA championships last year. He beat Munoz 13-2 to in the blood round um, and then beat Lowe's 8-3. to to take seventh. So um, fun little history there. Be kind of fun to see the rematches on Monday. 197, same thing. Younger Bastida, um, handful of heavy hitters that he's going to see. Oregon State's Tanner Harvey, who's ranked 10th, and then Cornell's Jacob Cardenas, who's only ranked 23rd, but he won a U23 World Silver medal in October. So tough customer there. That was in freestyle. We're going to be wrestling folk style. That one could be um, a lot of fireworks in that matchup. Then at heavyweight, 10th ranked Sam Schuyler, 15th ranked Luis Fernandez from Cornell. Should be a fun one there to round out that particular duel. Um, speaking of the duels, how do these line up? I think Iowa State's pretty well favored against Oregon State, um, mostly because of the back end of that duel. Um you know, they just look a little bit deeper. But 184 and 197 could be some pretty fun matches, as well as 157. Um, you know, looking at it on paper, I think I've got Iowa State favored six out of the ten matches. Um, I've only picked Oregon State in three of them. Um, that's where that, you know, 157, you know, can Jason Kreiser really stick the nail in that one? I guess we'll see. Against Cornell, on paper, I have that one five and five. Um, you know, in more realistically, Cornell in five, Iowa State in four, and then you know, which day Jason Kreiser shows up, right? That That's a pretty big swing match there. If he can, you know, not only win that match, but maybe score some bonus points, that could be pretty crucial for Iowa State down the stretch. Um, you know, same thing with 
um, you know, the Oregon State matchup. You know, if Jason Kreiser shows up and wrestles really well, they could really stick a fork in that duel. Um, and that could also be a very crucial match into how the Iowa State-Cornell duel is decided. Um, so not a lot of um, high level, you know, not a lot of highly ranked wrestlers that are going to be at that weight um, in this particular um, trio of teams in this particular group. Um, but an important weight to watch nonetheless. Um, all right, let's get to some interviews. Um, on the Iowa State side of things, like I mentioned, we're going to hear from Iowa State coach Kevin Dresser, 149-pounder Paniro Johnson, and 133-pounder Ramazan Adesayev. We're going to hit them in that order. Uh, really enjoyed this conversation with Paniro, guys. Really fun insight into just kind of his mind and inner confidence because um, he does not lack for it, um, and rightfully so because he's been wrestling very, very well. Um, in his first season in the Cyclone starting lineup. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversations. We will hit you and I on the other side. Well, another date, uh, uh, another exciting date. Um, you know, from an excitement standpoint, it might be hard to, to top Iowa City, but I think going to New Orleans with this format, um, we're going to see some really, really good guys. Um, and I've told our guys, this is kind of what you see at the NCAA tournament back-to-back days, this caliber of uh, guys if you look at the rankings. I mean, Oregon State's one of the hottest, most up-and-coming uh, up teams right now in college wrestling. And then Cornell, you don't need to say anything. And then, of course, you know, if you do well there, you have a chance at a Penn State. But even if you don't, you're going to get somebody really good. Um, and so that's kind of been my message to the guys is – for you guys that want to get a, just a small taste of what the NCAA championships look like, you get a chance to wrestle two dual meets or two matches on one day and then another match uh, the next day. And um, uh, so we've got our work cut out for us. But I, I think we're, you know, we got a little time off. We're working on exams right now. And uh, I know those guys will be excited to get on an airplane Saturday. What's the confidence level of the team coming off the Iowa duel? I think the confidence level is the same as it was going in. I, I think I've said probably numerous times this year with this team is it's a very confident team. Um, and I think they showed that confidence in Iowa City. I think that uh, anybody that watched that match uh, can say that, that this team's got some swagger and um, I don't expect them to be any different. That's just kind of the way they're all wired. We've talked a lot about Panero's swagger, but just from a technique standpoint, his whole bag of tricks he talked about, he feels like he can throw so much stuff at so many guys. That's part of what makes him so confident. How would you describe, I guess? Well, I think the beauty of Panero is is that Panero thinks he can do just about anything. So he's actually, he has a lot more bag of tricks than I think he has bag of tricks, right? <laughs> and that's the most important thing is, is that as long as he thinks he's got a big bag of tricks, then what I think doesn't matter. So, um, you know, we, we just see something new out of him all the time. So he's probably got some tricks in there that I don't know about that he's maybe going to release in New Orleans. But um, uh, there's never a dull moment with Panero. It's probably bad to follow him in a press conference, too, because <laughs> he's kind of like Coach Carr. He's a show stealer. So, um, but, you know, he's got, wow, look at his lineup he's got. He's got the guy from Penn State who's ranked ahead of him. And then, of course, he's got Yanni. Um, so not many places he's going anymore where he's going to see, you know, that many guys ranked ahead of him. What does it mean to you to have a guy like Panera who is as young as he is, who is literally not afraid of Yanni, who, you know, in some cases, most guys might be a little nervous, but Panera is fully ready for the challenge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's an intangible that you go, you think you look for on the road when you go recruit. Um, and I always say, you know, don't, don't be a, a tell me guy, be a show me guy. 
Um, and Panero's been telling me for a long time he's pretty darn good. Um, but he's starting to show me that he's pretty good too. So um, yeah, I think sky's the limit with that guy. I'm just curious to see how he progresses. And, you know, he's going to have some bumps in the road. I'm curious to see how he handles those bumps. What do you see just up and down the lineup going in? I mean, do you feel you're bit pretty much full strength and can throw, throw out your, your best lineup out there? The only place that we're, you know, maybe just uh, not quite at the same spot we were maybe, say, when we went to Wisconsin, uh, wrestled Wisconsin a, a month ago would be, obviously at 25 we're nursing uh, an injury that we're going to be back uh, after the first of the year. Um, but I don't think we lose much with Corey Kabonbon. I mean, those guys have wrestled a bunch of times, and it's always a one-point match. So I think you're going to get to see that, you know, we got a pretty good guy there. Um, and then we'll have a couple – we'll weigh in a couple guys. Uh, you know, we're going to weigh in Zach Redding again. Uh, you know, Ramazan, just in terms of being able to trust him, you know, uh, is going to be the guy there. But, you know, we might use Redding once. Uh, 74, you know, I think Broderson's, you know, kind of – a little bit in front of Divine right now. We'll take some of young guys, like we're going to take uh, Perryman at 25. We're going to take Gaetan at 74. We're not quite sure if we're going to wrestle those guys. They only get so many bullets this year, mm-hmm. and we'd like to definitely keep those two guys redshirted. But um, we're going to take them along for the experience. Um, but other than that, it's going to be our, pretty much our normal lineup. And, um, you know, we just got to hold in there for, for two, on, two on Monday and then one on Tuesday. What were your biggest takeaways for 157 at the UNI Open? Wow, there's a lot of guys there. You know, we sent, I think we sent five guys that were really deep, and we've got some, you know, we've got some, I think, some up and coming guys at 157. Um, um, you know, I do think that, you know, we, we were kind of looking for somebody to jump up and separate himself a little bit, and I think Jason Kreischer kind of did that. Um, we'll take uh, Jason and, um, and um, Isaac Judge both with us this weekend. So, but right now, Jason Kreischer is kind of the guy. So. All right, gang. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Coach. I know you came in confident. Uh, how is your confidence built via your results this season? Uh, it's still the same, man. Anybody who knows me can tell you that I thought I was the best a year ago. I thought I was the best a month ago, and I still think I'm the best. I feel like uh, I'm performing a lot better. Even every time I ever lost in my career, I stepped off the mat, and within minutes, I felt like I can beat that guy next time. You know what I mean? So uh, I feel like I'm performing a lot better, and I'm preparing a lot better. And uh, it's showing, and I'm just keep working harder, and I think I'm the best in the country. And I'm going to keep striving until I can prove that to everybody. Talk a little bit about the 149-pound weight class so far this year. Uh, I feel like our weight class is really, really good, and uh, it's a lot of competition there. And... uh, Yanni Diakamahal is ranked number one right now, and I might get to wrestle him soon, and I'm looking forward to that. And I feel like he's really, really good. So whoever wins this weight class, if it's him, he'll be a four-timer. And if it's me or anybody else, they'll be the person that stopped the four-timer. So any, any, however you look at it, whoever wins this weight is going to be looked at 10 years from now. Like, that guy did that, and I'm planning on it being me. And... uh, even after that, like Austin Gomez is full of action. Like you can be up six points and he is gonna keep coming at you. Sam Sasso is super hard to score on the whole time and everybody at the weight just is so different, so many different styles, so many different matchups. And uh, I feel like this is just one of the most 
dynamic and tough as weight classes. And I feel like, I would feel like I was the best at the weight class at any weight class, but like, I feel like I'm trying to prove that to everybody that I am the best one. A couple big, you know, so-called upsets for you this season, top six rank wins. It seems like your preparation in each of those matches, your game planning, so to say, was really on point for that style of opponent. Talk a little about who helped you prepare for those matches and, and what goes into those. Uh, my whole team did, and my coaches did too. I feel like me mentally, I really, I prepare for like I watch video on my own and break it down on my own a lot. I watch it with dress too, but I feel like I uh, like I probably watch it differently. Like I figure out tendencies that guys got. Like a lot of guys, like even me, like I know some tendencies that I got that I do like right before I shoot or, or do it when I'm ready to do something. And I just watch other guys and it's like, all right, this guy always level change, didn't shoot, or he always snap down, didn't shoot, or he only shoot when he go over tie. And did he fight inside, when he fight inside, he shoot, you know? So it's little things like that. So like, so people can't get to me, you know, like uh, not one guy this year yet has even like wrapped around my legs from stuff like that. and. Uh, I'm real, I'm just, I'm fast, I'm strong too. And I'm, I'm just trying to get better at all aspects of wrestling. And, uh, I prepare for against Gomez is like, it was, it wasn't that much planning. It was, I thought I was a better wrestler, but the coach, coach told me is he's about to try to pin you. So when he get out there and if you stay in there long enough, he'll make mistakes and it happened. And then with Mirren, it was the same thing. They said, he's going to try to push you around for seven minutes until you break, and and if you don't break, he's not gonna know what to do. So, both of those worked for me. And every every coach has always got something. Everybody can be beat, and I'm I'm here to prove it. You know what I mean? When you identify your own tendencies, do you try to develop a second tendency there, maybe that you, you can keep people off guard with, because they're probably watching you the same way you're watching them? Uh, yeah, but. Think about me and it's some wrestlers in or my weight class who have a lot too, but I feel like I have so much. Like some people think like, all right, Panero Johnson, you got crazy reattacks, so don't shoot too many or he'll reattack you. But then again, I got uh, very, very good shots myself. I can shoot a single, I can shoot a double, I can shoot a high crotch, I throw underhooks, you know what I mean? So if they say, all right, he, he does this right before he shoots his high crotch or he does this right before, it's like, all right, now you do this. Now I'm throwing an underhook. Now well, you got it. Like, you're going to have to do a lot, a lot of homework and a lot, a lot of practicing to stop everything I got, you know. And I feel like a lot of guys, like, the ways are really, really good at one or two things, which makes it easier to plan against them, you know what I mean? And I'm just trying to get better at every position. Any position I feel like I'm weak at, that's what I work on that whole week, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to get better every week. Do you feel like you can kind of overwhelm guys with your repertoire, your whole bag of tricks, because you have so many things you can throw at them? Yeah, I just feel like I'm never out of it, you know? I feel like I give guys different feels. I feel like not a lot of guys wrestle people that with the, as fast and as strong as me, like combo. So they can see it happen. You can practice it a thousand times, but until you really feel it, you won't know how it really is, you know what I mean? You don't got nobody in practice that's – as fast as me and as strong as me. So like, how you gotta prepare for it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they could say the same about them. Like, they might think I don't got nobody who could do that, but hey, it's just, 
It's a battle. It's a war. It's a wrestling match. You know what I mean? So, may the best man win. May the toughest man win. What do you do to keep yourself mentally focused and as sharp as you do when, you know, without getting your emotions too high? Uh, I just, I always believe in myself, you know. I feel like wrestling is one of those sports where, well, it is one of those sports where it's wills against wills, and sometimes I just say I'm not losing this time. And uh, they're probably saying the same thing, and uh, I just think, I just believe myself more than a lot of people, I feel like. Like even, like our team confidence just boosted so much even from just last year of me like seeing these guys knowing these guys I could tell that they're way more confident already and uh I feel like sometimes some guys try to like fake being confident like you could fake not being tired and that can work you could fake a lot of things but faking confidence won't work you know what I mean so if you don't truly believe like I truly believe I'm the best guy every single time not once in my life I ever thought I was about to wrestle some guy and He's probably better than me. So since I truly believe it, I feel like it gives me uh, – it, it helps me a lot. Some guys try to tell yourself, like, I'm good, I'm, I'm the best and all this, but then it's that one guy that's really in their head, like, oh, he's, he's really good at this and he's really good at that. I just think I can beat anyone, you know what I mean? Who's helped you train the most, you know, during practice? Who do you partner up with? I partner up with a lot of guys, and uh, a lot of people help me train. I feel like the diversity in our room of, like, styles of wrestling really helps me, you know what I mean? So I got I got guys I can who lead left leg all day, and I can shoot my single and learn how to finish single leg all day. I got guys who bang on my head the whole entire time, and I can work on cardio and shooting out of ties and stuff. And I got guys who really good at the beginning, not as good at the end, really good at the end and not as good at the beginning, so I try to beat them the whole time. And then it's like, it's so crazy, you know, and, uh, like, my coaches probably helped me a lot with top and bottom because I was, like, that was something that freshmen, I guess, need to improve in. And uh, I feel like I've been doing good in matches there. And on my feet, I just – it's just little things, like finishing. Like, I feel like I get to the legs good since, like, high school. The high school me can get to a leg just as good as me now, but – High school me wasn't finishing, wasn't trying as hard, wasn't doing three, four reattacks after one shot misses, another shot misses, you know? So it's just little things like that. How did it feel to get back out there? Out there, oh, it feels good, obviously. Uh, I had some injury last year, so it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be, especially in that environment. Um, it was fun, so. So are you feeling back to 100%? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm 100% and uh, yeah, it's fun to be back and it's exciting because I had one injury after that, I had concussion, so I'm blessed and uh, super excited for the rest of the season. How excited are you for the collegiate duels in the Southern Scuffle? Well, obviously we can't, can't really look for, um, too ahead of us, but how can I, can I be excited if I have um, Possibly top uh, top top five guys, two top guys, uh, five guys in my weight class. So obviously, I'm super excited. How have you really seen the team respond to having such tough competition? Well, I think uh, now we know that we can beat anyone, and I think we can. Uh, our, te our teams truly start believing that. Uh, I think we do believe it that that we could beat anyone in the country and. 
So I think uh, I think uh, as uh, our team is in a good place. So, so I mean, your team wise, you're more confident now than maybe even before the Iowa duel. Um, yes, yes, I do believe that. I think uh, every day, like uh, uh, our coaches and obviously preaching us that, and we are getting every day better and better. Uh, but I mean, Iowa duel, it was just an hour duel, but we do know how good we are, I think. We start really um, getting everything together, so yeah. What was Coach's message to you guys after the Iowa duel? Well, it sucks to lose, but I think we learned a lot from that duel. Uh, so, our message was just uh, put heads up and keep grinding and things will come our way sooner or later, so, yeah. What were some of the things you learned about yourself? And I would do? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just an hour duel. I wasn't like, I uh, I was taking as a, just an hour duel, but it was just more people on it, more crowded, and obviously it was fun, but uh, one thing I learned from that duel is just uh, I have to get uh, score more points earlier. I think I could get done a um, better job of scoring more points um, uh, instead of leaving to until end of the match. So, yeah, I think I could score more points. That was the one takeaway from that match, I think. Okay, Northern Iowa, 16th-ranked team in Intermat's latest Division I poll. Eight Panther wrestlers were included in the latest individual rankings, including five ranked in the top 15 at their individual weights. This will actually be the first time we see Northern Iowa in dual meet action this season. Panthers have almost exclusively wrestled in tournaments to start the year. That's not almost. They literally have only wrestled tournaments this year. Big competition, biggest competition, I suppose. Uh, Cliff Keen, Las Vegas Invitational in early December, but they've also sent guys to Grandview, Dactronic, Cycle, Open as well as their own UNI Open. So this week will be kind of intriguing to see how the Panthers stack up in a dual meet setting. On Monday, they will get their hands on both Lockhaven, 1 and 2 this season, and the ninth ranked Ohio State Buckeyes, 4 and 0 this year. Fun fact Panthers are 7 and 7 all time against the Buckeyes. Um, they also saw Ohio State at CKLV, where they outplaced them in the team race. UNI took 5th, Ohio State took 8th. And they also went 2-0 and against their Ohio State opponents in the two meetings that they had during the tournament. Kale Happel beat Dylan D'Amelio at 141, and then Tyrell Gordon knocked off Tate Orndorff at 285. Come Tuesday, Panthers could see either Cal Poly, NC State, or Lehigh, depending on how all of these results shake out. But just like we did with the Cyclones, going to go weight by weight with these first two duels to see who the Panthers will see on Monday. 125, Kyle Goldhofer likely going to be the guy. Um, going to see a couple of top 20 opponents, Malik Heinzelman from Ohio State ranked 11th. Anthony Noto from Lockhaven ranked 20th. Um, 33, Kyle Biscaglia, who climbed all the way to number 6 this week after a third-place performance at CKLV, could see Ohio State's Nick Buzakis this week. It was uh, Buzakis, not Jesse Mendez, listed on Ohio State's probable lineups. Um, may not be the start of this season, but still very much a formidable opponent. Um, we'll see if the Buckeyes stick with that come Monday. 141, Kale Happel climbed to number 10 after reaching the CKLV finals. He could see Dylan Demilio 
Radio again. Ohio State also listed Jordan Decatur as a possible option at 41, so we'll see what happens. 49, Colin Realbuto, 25th overall. Could see third-ranked Sammy Sasso, which will be obviously a stiff test. 57, Derek Holschlag, ranked 27th. Could see 18th-ranked Patty Gallagher. But the Buckeyes, again, also listed Isaac Wilcox on their probable lineup, so we'll see what they ultimately decide. 165, Austin Yant, ranked 11th. He reached the semifinals at CKLV, then he limped off the mat afterward. Um, Injury defaulted all the way to 6th. So hopefully he's back fully healthy this weekend. Um, If he doesn't, Russell could perhaps see Cade Lara or even Christian Minto sub in for the Panthers. But Ohio State's 9th-ranked Carson Karchla is the dude to watch. He's a returning All-American. Lockhaven has Avery Bassett, pretty tough customer as as well, I believe he was a George Mason transfer. 174. Will we finally get to see Lance Runyon? Hasn't rustled yet this season due to some lingering health issues. They want to make sure that he's fully 100% ready to go before they release him. Um, but at CKLV, it was Jared Sima, freshman from Kansas, redshirt freshman. He got the nod, went one and two. Um, so he may go again with a big matchup against Ohio State's Ethan Smith. Passed All-American for the Buckeyes. He's ranked seventh. Um, 184, Parker Kekeisen, ranked third. Has a big matchup against Ohio State's fifth-ranked Caleb Romero, who's also a returning All-American. 97, Northern Iowa has wrestled with Noah Glazier primarily, but they've also got you know Caleb Runyon, Adam Aronson, and true freshman Wyatt Volker at this weight. Um, probably thinking it's going to be Glazier who gets the nod on Mondays, but uh, ultimately I guess we'll see who they trot out there in New Orleans. Whoever does go, likely going to get uh, Gavin Hoffman from Ohio State. He's ranked 22nd, but made that run to the NCAA semifinals a year ago at 197. Um, so absolutely a uh, credentialed wrestler. And then finally at 285, Tyrell Gordon up to number 19 nationally. Could see a rematch with All-American Tate Orndorf, who is ranked ninth. So how do these duels line up? I think you guys could probably guess just based on the way I talked about those weights. Um, really like the Panthers' odds against Lockhaven just on paper. I think they're the favorite, you know, 8-2, to 7-3 to three in matches, somewhere along those lines. Um, but against Ohio State, again, on paper, um, I like the Buckeyes winning 6-4 six, six to four in matches, and that's with Northern Iowa winning at 33-40, and 285. Um, you know, if Runyon goes against uh, instead of Jared Sima at 74, I think that's a match that the Panthers could, potential, could potentially win. Um, just Runyon's just a pinner, and, um, you know, he's got that NCAA tournament experience. Maybe didn't get on the podium, but um, absolutely one of those guys to watch. Um, and then potentially if Austin Yant is healthy and goes at 65, I think there's a chance he could win that matchup too, just based solely on his wrestling style. I think it's one of those matchups where, you know, he, he kind of has to be within a point or so going into maybe the third period and, um, you know, puts on a mean ride and, and we'll see what happens, right? Um, they're both going to be tough outs at it, as is, right? You got Karchel at 65 and then uh, Ethan Smith at 74. Um, but I'd look at maybe those two weights that you and I probably needs to flip if they want to beat Ohio State. Um, so yeah, that's Northern Iowa. Up next, uh, got Doug Schwab here for you guys. He met with the media earlier this week. Goes about 20 minutes, um, so we'll let him round out today's show, and then I will see you guys on the other side to wrap this bad boy up. I mean, we have these tournaments, events, I mean, to learn lessons and to kind of see where guys are at competitively. Um, you know, we do a lot of training to have not a lot of time out in competition. <laughs> um, so definitely learn, to me, learn some, I guess, valuable lessons as long as they're used well, uh, you know, and talk to the team a little bit after kind of weight management and weight control, a little bit of an issue for some guys. And what that does is your energy is not quite the same. Your focus isn't quite the same. Your recovery is not the same. 
You know, I mean, you're almost, in a way, you're giving a guy, you know, maybe a few points. Uh, and then when the margins are really small, that makes it really, really hard to win. Um, so, you know, hopefully some of these guys talk to him after. Hopefully they take to heart to some of these lessons that are learned. And I tell you what, I'm, I know that I'm maybe not the the sharpest uh, bulb in the pack, but, man, I learned, I learned if I get beat a certain way, especially something within my control, that I'm trying not to let that continually happen. And unfortunately, even in, you know, I mean, uh, like our kids, you know, sometimes they have to learn those things and they got to learn the hard lessons. And that's the only way they really take it to heart. They don't take it any other way. Um, they take it even though you're telling them and you're showing them. I mean, but they have to actually live it, uh, to, I think, to really, to really learn uh, the pain from it. <laughs> I mean, I really think that things have to hurt. There has to be some pain involved to make some some changes. Um, and man, it's a it's a tough sport. I can't I can't. I think every time I get up here and talk, I talk about how how demanding it is. And I could give these guys all kind of excuses. You know, they, they you know they had a week off, and uh, you know they had they had you know finals coming up and all those things. But Really, when it comes down to it, when you're wrestling another person that's on the other side of you, he doesn't care about any of that stuff. Um, and if we're trying to be a pro, and to me, pros do everything very, very well. And these guys are 18 to 22 year old, so don't get me wrong. I'm certainly not burning them at the stake for these things. I'm trying to get them to learn lessons and understand it. And understand maybe why they didn't compete as well as they're capable of. Or to get the most out of them, that here's some things you have to do. And there's some things that I can't go home with them. Um, and that's where they have to make these choices. And, you know, you, you mentioned Volker winning his third title. That's awesome. Um, I, I certainly wish he would have got to wrestle finals opponent, I guess. I, and I know sometimes guys get dinged and maybe things happen. But, um, you know, we we try to, as a team, we try to not much ever pull a guy out of an event, you know, unless it's absolutely necessary. Um yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I would like to see them get to Russell's finals match, but you can't you can't control who shows up or who wrestles. Um, you know, a couple guys get second. There's there's certainly really good things, and guys are getting better. They're improving. Um, you know, and you know, for some of these guys, if they're if they they're trying to push themselves into the lineup or be a guy where like I have to be like man, we have to bring this guy along to New Orleans, or I, I hey, we got to see this guy more. Um, you know, obviously, how they can how they compete is a huge part of that, and how they're a pro and taking care of their weight and doing those things are, are a huge part of that, and having some big, big imagination of, and if I really want to be a national champion, um, <laughs> weight should be a part of that, and taking care of that weight and taking care of it well, and I told them that they're these things started. Two weeks ago, they started right after that last event that they had. They didn't start. It didn't start the week of, of, uh, of this tournament. It didn't start on Monday. It started. It started, and that process started a long time ago. Maybe it started months and months ago. Um, and that's where, you know, wrestling to me is something you have to take home with you. It is not something that you can leave when you when you leave when you leave the gym or leave the arena when you have weight management involved. And it's where people don't really truly understand if you're never part of it that. Uh, you know, wait, like when we say it becomes a lifestyle, it does, it has to, because that impacts matches, and and I saw it, and I saw it very clearly on 
on Saturday that that, that impacted a lot of matches, a lot of situations. You know, I mean, I, in my head, I'm like, we're almost giving that guy a lead. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know too many guys are going to be like, yeah, I'll give this guy a couple-point lead in this situation. But that's, to me, that's what we're doing, especially when the margins are small. And we'll continue to, to give these guys information, and we'll continue to encourage them. And, man, I still love guys. Appreciate them, appreciate the effort. Just when you know and you're – I mean, think if you're 90%, 80%, and margins are small, then <laughs> – then you lose a lot of matches that are coin flips. They don't become coin flips anymore. The coin flip ends up on the other guy's favor more and more because of those little things that become big things, and they get exposed. And so we got exposed, and now to me, uh, as a coach, I'm always, response is always the key. So um, I'm trying to think of, we had a few guys that got their first time out this week. Chet Buss got to wrestle. Yeah, it was great to see him. And John, you know, John Gunderson, two heavyweights, got to see, you know, some of the some of those guys uh, saw some really, really good things for them. Um, uh, R.J. Weston was a guy that we had three guys that got their first competitions in this, this weekend and um, saw some really flashes, some really great flashes of wrestling and why we're excited about those guys. And now, you know, it's continuing to press forward. Um, you know, we have getting to dual meet format. Um, so to me, weight is even uh, a bigger thing. You know, I think for some of our guys, we got to make that advantage. It should be something to me that is always an advantage to us. It should be never something that's a disadvantage. It's something that's always we took care of our weight, we managed things well, and it's it, you know we're adding a point or two on our side instead of taking away a point or two. Um, you know, if we're hoping that that other guy, you know, in my head, I'm like I'm thinking this this that my opponent did everything well too. And if he didn't, then you know I guess. Shame on him and good for me, but I got a plan that he's going to take care of everything as well as I did. And then and then it becomes about skill and who's more prepared and who's going to be able to wrestle through the positions. But, yeah, I don't know if we allowed ourselves to be able to do that just because of how we manage things. I know I'm kind of hammering the hell out of it, um, but it's just a, you know, and, and for me, I'm trying to figure out how, you know, how we can help these guys a little bit. Um, hold them more accountable to it, so so they do manage it better. But it, some of these things we can't go home. We can't we can't make some of those choices for them, and we'll never be able to. And that's what can be hard for co- uh, that can be a really hard thing as a coach. Um, but it's also something that uh, you know we have we have guys that think that it means enough to them, and it hurt it enough this weekend that they'll make necessary adjustments moving forward. So um, I'm trying to think of some matches. Uh, there's one guy I'll, I'll talk about, Thorpe, um, and semifinals, man, holy cow, what a, I mean, just keeping his focus, staying in the match, you know, had an unbelievable scramble, and he just didn't give up on the position, ended up winning the position, and, and, and made the finals, but just, you know, a guy that, that does everything incredibly well, and, man, gives incredible effort every single damn time, um, you know, Keo Ranavardi, another guy, and he, It was a year anniversary of his dad's passing, too. Um, so, you know, a thing where certainly, you know, a, a heavy heart, but also a grateful that, man, the opportunity to go compete, man. And, and one thing that he, him and him and Joanna always get to me, man, is just that, man, how grateful for they are for for wrestling and the community that they're around, the people they're around, but also, and just Kale, just, man, the grace that they live with. Um, 
because I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to compete. I mean, I think anyone that's ever lost a loved one, they uh, they know there's certain days on the calendar that hit, and you know those anniversaries hit and those things, but also just certain times when it just it man, it's like a wave crashing on you, and and they've. Uh, you don't even get to see all the hard times, but man, I see how I see how the sport is his refuge and a place in you know in this family, the people that he's around are man, people love and support him. And I don't know, I, I was loved how he competed. And there was one match where man, he had to dig deep and and won the match. And just like you could you could see like yeah, I mean I know his dad. His dad would have been in the corner with his arms up and he had been celebrating and he was doing that too. Um, but man, just I know it's a tough thing, and, and I want to remind our team that sometimes, Tim, where we feel sorry for ourselves. So, I mean, really, you think about in those terms, and you're talking about having to, to manage your weight. <laughs> I mean, that's a joke. Like, we're, I mean, you're, we're really gonna, we're really gonna be um, hanging our head about that or losing a match, you know? When you know, we have a guy that's man lost someone that loved one, and I know we all have, but man, sometimes. I got to get slapped in the face hard, or I got to get hit with a sledgehammer. Like little things sometimes don't don't get to me, but those things do. Um, but want to mention him and and how he competes and how he represents our team, and proud of him, man. And really, I can go up and down our lineup and all our guys um, in how they compete, train. Uh, you know, a guy like Sima who came off Las Vegas, and he's getting better every dang time. You know, and he messaged me right away. He's like, "I want to wrestle because he's getting better." Unfortunately, he got he got tweaked a little bit in that in that in that tournament. But um, you know, I turned a match that wasn't very dang close the last time to a one position match. You know, and you just you see him getting better. And I know he's a guy that's chomping at the bit, man. Um, and even if he's not having the the wins right now, he's seeing the progress. And I think that's where we have to stay firmly fixed on how we're progressing and the ground we're covering and that we're improving and getting better. And that results don't always come exactly when you want them. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah, that's part of what faith is. It's part of trusting the program and trusting the process and trusting themselves. It doesn't always come on their time. So I challenged our team a little bit because you can see some guys that you can see it's man, I didn't have the, the, the performance I wanted, or maybe I'm not where I am right now, or want to be, or I'm not the guy right now. So you got choices. You got choices in how you use that. And do you keep, you keep, and I always say by, by endurance we conquer. I mean, we got to endure some, some patient suffering. <laughs> that's a hard thing. To me, that's what, that's what this sport is. What's what it teaches. And now they got to continue to trust and listen, believe, apply what we're talking about and really live it. Not part-time, all the time. So that's a challenge. It's a challenge for all of us. Challenge for those guys. Challenge for 18 to 22 year olds. Challenge for a 45 year old. I'm 45, and it's a challenge for me too. But we're all living it, and we're we're trying to get the best the best out of each one of these guys. And so that means all those little things are done really well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of all over the place, but it's hard when you don't give yourself the best opportunity. And I just don't think a lot of guys were able to because of how they manage their weight. So now we learn a lesson or we don't. 
hopefully we can learn a hell of one and we use it moving forward. But yeah, we're looking forward to we'll wrestle Lockhaven first. They got some they're a scrappy team and they're gonna come ready to wrestle. Uh we'll take care of that one first and then uh, Ohio State I think you know they, they got a heck of a team too. Um we got to see we got to, I don't know, I'm trying to think we matched up. We matched up a couple places out in Las Vegas. Uh, I think forty one in heavyweight. Um but you know they're ranked Depends on who they have at 33. Um, they got to rank 25. You know, 41. We had a good match. 49s. You know, one of the top guys in the country. They got ranked. I mean, they're pretty much ranked up and down the lineup. It'll be it'll be a good duel. But my first thought is, you know, first match against Lockhaven because we can't get ahead of ourselves ever. Uh, and then we'd cross bracket into against State, Lehigh, or Cal Poly. So I mean. It, it was a really, it was a really good event last year. Some really good teams. Like you know, we got to see Cornell and Penn State there, and you know, we get to see Ohio State and Lockhaven and one of those other three teams. So um, I could tell you that we'll. I'm not sure who we'll have all in the lineup. Um, I know we'll send ten guys that'll be ready to wrestle for 420 seconds, and we'll look to score as many points as we can. Look to start our dual season off in the right way. So, I think it's on maybe Rockfin. I don't think it's on. This is, this one isn't on flow. It's kind of it's separate, but they're trying to get national duels going again. Um, we and anyone that ever went to the dome, I thought it was always a great event. Uh, but something where they're really trying to get duels. And I don't know if anyone saw Oklahoma Oklahoma State yesterday. I mean, duels are they're exciting. They're fun, and I think uh, for, a, for for maybe a fringe fan, I think it's easier to understand or to come to that and be like, man, I really like the sport. You come to a tournament, like if you came on Saturday, you're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Who's this guy? Well, this guy's not even where it was you and I guy, but he's not even wrestling singlet and, you know, he's trying to figure things out and, and all that stuff. But when, when you come to a duel, I mean, it's it's packaged well. It's a couple hours and there's a lot of a lot of, a lot of energy and excitement in a match. Um, so, I don't know, I'm looking forward to getting into duels. That's all we've got today, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Going to be back hopefully next week um, between some time off before the holidays and additional unpaid furlough days. I'm hopeful we'll get one more show in next week, but it might be a little touch and go. I'll, of course, pump it out on socials if we do get one recorded. So be on the lookout for that. Until then, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to the Des Moines Register. Fully into the thick of wrestling season now, guys. I know the uh, holidays are coming up, but I don't want you guys to miss any of our wrestling coverage um, between now and the end of the season. So put a link to do that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. 